Hey, how you doing? Good. And welcome to the Spiritual Side Note <laughs> Podcast. So good to be with all of you and you as and my you. wife and me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this week we are going to be jumping into another conversation. Hopefully you got to hear the Easter conversation with Athelia. It's pretty fantastic. Pretty <laughs> fantastic. Uh, if nothing else, it was just a lot of laughs and she's so adorable. Um, do you have any Athelia uh, quotes? Yeah, I feel like shucks. I'm kind of like jumping right in. Like it's like, it's like we're speed dating right now. It's we are speed dating with this podcast. What? Oh man, I know she's said some things. I feel like we do this every time. Like, ah, I know she's been so funny. What about Hagen quotes now that he's talking now? You know, ball. <laughs> oh, give the guy some credit. He said bouncy ball two days ago. Oh. Bouncy's a big word. Um, hmm. No. Okay, moving right along. Well, I this is like a Higginism right oh. now. He keeps tapping his head and just says on because he wants your motorcycle helmet, but not on him. Yeah, he wants just, me to put it on, right? Yeah. At least but I he think even did it when it was just me and him at home today, and I was like, do you want to put it on? And he said no. Hmm. I don't know if he just wants it on your motorcycle or what, but hmm. he like really wants that. And he is really super into basketball right now, so he just wants to shoot oh hoops goodness. all the time. All the time. That and bubbles. Bubbles are a big deal. <laughs> bubbles in the Bogear household. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Athelia has been so funny lately. Like her... Words and stuff just crack me up, but then I I forget to write them down. So she did tell Lindsay, her preschool teacher today, I would prefer not to cut my hair right now, but if I did, then I would. (laughs) That does make sense. It's profound. Profound. If I did, then I would. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is true. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. (laughs) Awesome. Well, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight... We are going to talk about how to raise your kids. Um, how do I want to put this? Without being your parent, parents. Like, I had, I've had more than one person ask me, like, what do you do when you like don't want to include certain things that your parents did? But also, like, I think the importance of not making that the focus of how you're parenting. But I I sense that some of these questions and conversations have come out of places of like, how do you parent your kids differently than the way you were parented when it's naturally ingrained into you? Almost like you don't even know you're doing it. So I just wanted to talk about that tonight because I think it's important for us to think through like where where we come from and why we do what we do, but also to not get caught up in the only focusing on, I don't want to do this or yeah. this or this. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to dive into. So two quick things I was thinking about um, before we jump into the conversation. One is um, that, oh my goodness, wow, I just lost it. Like right now. Oh, wow. I literally had it as I started talking. Um, Let's two rewind. Things. Thank you for that. Um, so that's what we're going to dive into. Yeah. So two quick things that I just want to address. <laughs> um, one is that I think that while, while this is about parenting, it really is about lifestyle in the mm-hmm. sense of I think that we can sometimes more easily see the things that we do when we're parenting. But even if you're not a parent, 
there are things to be aware of, mm. of how you're living and how you're acting. Um, for instance, I think our impatience or our struggle with patience comes out more when we have kids. Yes. But at least for me, I know there are other areas of my life where I act in impatience. Mm. And that's just, it, it just comes out more when you have young kids because you're exhausted that it more is required of you like physically more is just required of you um that you have to keep them alive even mentally so, where you're constantly thinking yeah where you're just always on like you don't get to go home and like really chill out i mean until they go to bed um but usually then a lot of parents i know are pretty cooked by the end mm-hmm. by that point so um anyways I just wanted to say that because I think it actually has to do with like the way that we live our lives more than just parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely an aspect with parenting. The second thing is, um, mom, dad, if you're listening to this, we love you. So (laughs) I'm just saying if we're talking about how not to parent as parent, I just, yes, yes. All of our parents, all of them. Yeah. We love you. And there was lots of good in our lives. So so even in, even in the start, Huh? Do you mind if I start? No, go for it. Okay. Um, do you know what you're going to say? Yeah, I do know <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, what, I was just going to play off what you just said because that was something I was thinking about was not starting with like focusing on the negative, mm-hmm. but like celebrating the parts of your story um, that truly are good and you are thankful for mm-hmm. in the household that you were raised mm-hmm. in. Um, and don't get me wrong, some people come from households that are just like garbage um and it it really was hellish um for their childhood um and i get that but almost almost everyone that i know has something that they can look look to where they're like yeah maybe my dad wasn't around but my mom was this or you know my mom really struggled but my dad did that you know where they can they can still see aspects that those are things i think um, we should hold on to in the honoring of our parents. Mm-hmm. Cause just because you get old enough to leave your parents' household, the command to honor your father and mother doesn't go away. <laughs> like I, th- I still think we need to honor our parents. Well, um, in this, even in a conversation of like, how do I parent differently than the negative things or the things that I didn't really love or appreciate or find value or priority in, um, in the way that I was parented. That's good. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, your turn. Are you wanting to actually talk about some of those positive things, or were you just wanting to say that? That was more just saying that, that I think gotcha. it starts with with that. Um, and even uh, continuing, not just starts with, but it continues by focusing on, on positive. Um, I think we need to be aware of the negative, but then what is the positive? Rather than, I don't want to ever do this. Okay, well, what is the positive of that, rather than focusing on yeah. the negative thing? Um, let's say you're, you're, one of your parents was a workaholic, right? Like, I don't want to be a workaholic. Okay, well, don't think I don't want to be a workaholic. Think um, I want to be present with my kids, mm-hmm. whether that's in the evenings or on weekends or, you know, if you work um, night shift, if that's like for breakfast time, like breakfast is sacred and I want to be there for, for breakfast time or just finding those pockets where it's like I'm going to focus and be present with them in these spaces. Yeah. Um, the thing I was going to say was I was thinking about this even like today, how as much as I want to be a good and present, loving, empowering, encouraging mom, I'm still going to instill things in my kids that just 
are from my flesh because we're human and we're broken. So even in the pursuit of wanting to parent well, which can include looking at like the holistic, where did that come from? And how did those things affect and infect me positive and negative? Like what are the things that I walked away with that have influenced my life period? Um, And then the focusing on the positive things doesn't negate that the negative things happened, but where we focus is where we'll head. So if we're constantly like, one of my things, it's like, if I, I just don't want to be irritated. I'm so tired of being irritated. I actually end up more irritated because mm. I keep thinking about not being irritated. And then I, I get irritated at myself for feeling irritated. And I finally just like blow up. And I'm like, why am I irritated? So instead of that, focusing on like the fact that God gives me the strength and the peace and the patience that I need and I can use it. I just can. So I want to be a patient parent. Like, what does this moment look like to be patient and not to not be irritated? Um, because I can't always help the way I feel, but I can help the way I, I react. So <clears throat> I was just thinking about how even in all my desire to do those things well, that I'm still going to instill things in my kiddos that they're going to want to not use with their kids or in yeah. their life. Like, I, I still very much struggle with control. And come to find out in counseling this week, I'm still struggling with perfectionism. Surprise! <laughs> like, just things that continue to follow us that um, are either trigger points or handhold and footholds that we've tried to use to get us in and out of places that just aren't healthy, that God is going to be working on in me until I'm with him. Hmm. Um, and that doesn't um, justify, like it doesn't justify me doing whatever I want to do. It's just that God is in control and he will teach my kids in spite of me and he will teach anyone's kids in spite of them. Um, I think it's powerful and important to be an intentional loving parent who wants to raise their kids in the way that they should go. But I also think that, um, recognizing that God works outside of us is really powerful because even when I screw up, God is still a perfect parent. Um, and, and speaking that over our kids too, because I think it's so easy as a human to overlay onto God the experiences we've had of our parents and then think he's that way. Or of other, quote, big people, as we call them in kids' own, like big people in our lives. When I want to already be teaching my kiddos, like, I'm not perfect and I desperately need Jesus. And even when I'm not patient, God's always patient. Mm. And even when I'm irritable, God is not. And he's constant and he loves you and he's always here. Like speaking those truths now so that even if they end up in a space where they're going to project things onto God that aren't real or true, that I've begun verbalizing that like, just because you see me do something does not mean that's who God is. Um, but being a parent is a very sacred responsibility, like, because you do hold a lot of power mm-hmm. in how you shape that kid's reality, um, or what they understand is reality because God's reality like doesn't change no matter what we do, but we're very influential in the environments in which our kids are raised. So I think mm-hmm. it all just begins with one surrender but to a ton of intention and not perfection. Like mm-hmm. I have to do all these things or else, but the intentionality of like, what do we want? Like the mission statement of our home to be, or mm-hmm. like the top 10 values. And then how are the things in your life 
supporting those values. And I, I would pray through those things. I wouldn't just pick them because they sound great or because you hope, I hope this works. But genuinely, if God is laying things on your heart or if they're found in his word, making that a value and then praying through the things that you do or don't do that support those values, whether it's we're going to have dinner together every night as a family or five days a week or whatever, um, that supports like family time. So not everyone's in different places all the time, never eating a meal together, having conversations, um, memorizing scripture or reading the Bible together or like physical activity. What does it look like to be like physically active together, vacations or whatever those intentional things might be that begin to set the tone for your mind about like what you're doing and why and why it's important. Um, yeah. So those are some of the things that came to mind. Yeah. Talk about doing things like physical activities together. Um, I had to fill out for work. We did this one, five and 10 year um, planning sheet. Like, and I actually really like the way it's set up. Um, and it's like, if you're, uh, so you write down the age you would be in 10 years. So I'd be 41 in 10 years. And it said, um, if your life at that age was a movie, what would the title of the movie be? And then it has what are different goals for different areas of your life. And one of them is physical activity. And I actually put in there, I was like nightly walks with you. Cause mm. I was like, uh, that was something when Haley and I visited Rome, we learned it's called a pasta jante and it's like this casual walk after dinner. Um, it's actually to help technically, like it was, digestion. it helps their digestive system, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's just like this peaceful walk after dinner. Um, and usually the whole family goes, uh, but I was just thinking like, man, that would be really cool quality time. And at that in 10 years, I thought it would be 13. So she'd be able to hang out at the house with, with Hagen for a little bit, just so we could walk and chat and whatnot. I was like, and that'd be really cool. Just like evening walks. Um, anyways, that hmm. was just a priority thing. As you were saying, like even writing those things down, um, oh, yeah. and thinking through them is, is really important. But hmm. you want you, 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 me, me, you, me, me, me. me. you, me. Um, so one of the things that I was thinking about is <clears throat> a lot of the things that we will remember when it comes to how our parents raised us, not all of them, but a lot of them will be secondary or reactionary things. Um, so you had mentioned um, control. Um, usually there's something else with control mm-hmm. that's underlying that's causing you to want to control. So... Um, it, it would typically be a fear and or an insecurity, I think, that launches you into control. And they can be the same thing. Like an insecurity can be a fear um, and usually is. But um, if you are like, man, my parents are so controlling, I don't want to be controlling. You can't think, well, I want to be more free. Um, like the opposite of control, right? That's Let's say that's a positive controlling. Or I want to give them more autonomy, Um because the controlling was a reaction of something deeper. And so you have to really spend time thinking about what are the things that my parents did that I don't want to do? Then what are the underlying things? What are the reasons that, that they did that? Um, and once you know that, then you can, one, have I think, have more grace with people. Like, mm-hmm. man, they're not doing that because they want to be a 
controlling freak. <laughs> like they're, they're doing that because they're hurting or because they're afraid or because they whatever. And then that allows you to look internally and say, man, I, I don't want to be controlling, but I find I'm tempted to control when I'm feeling insecure about this. Um, and you can then take that insecurity to Jesus and be like, God, I need my insecurity dealt with, or I need this fear. I need to release this fear and hand this back to you because it's causing me to act in control or it's causing me to act in um, something else, stress or something, right? Where, But I think that's one of the biggest ways is um, thinking through, because we are a lot like our parents a lot of times. Like we, we have their DNA and we grew up in that, that household, in that environment. And so thinking of what's the underlying thing underneath the secondary emotion or secondary reaction from them and, and addressing that primary thing that's underneath. Because mm-hmm. um, it's similar to transformation, right? We, in, in the Christian world, we can talk about behavior modification, but that won't actually change long-term unless there's internal transformation yeah. that you have to transform. And that's why Romans, Paul writes in, to the church in Rome where he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that that has to change mm. before the outward part changes. And don't get me wrong. There's behavior things we can do. Like we can, if you're starting to make good decisions, hopefully that will affect your heart. But I just don't think it's it's long lasting. Mm. That something has to be transformed internally for you to continue to do the external, mm-hmm. quote unquote, behavior modification, whatever that might look like. Yeah, that's good. Uh-oh. There's a little bacon crying. Um, that's Higgins in a name. So I want to touch on the fact that I feel like I enter into a lot of conversations with not just parents, but people in general who have a ton of questions about um, how to do relationship well or how to parent well or how to do dot, 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 like whatever it might be in life. Um, and I think wise counsel is important. I think, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I think talking to people who have been ahead of us in life is important. Um, and I encourage that, but I also want to encourage like to go to God first and ask him to talk to you about these very specific areas. Um, So I think it's good to ask the question, like, how can I parent differently than my parents parented in these areas? Like, that's that's a good question to ask. But I would take that to God first and say, like, what is it in me that you want to uproot that could be that could cause these things that aren't healthy to be manifested in my family? But I think that part of asking that question to God just comes with, like, being in his word and taking time to sit and still be still and be quiet before him and listen to his voice. Like I just, you, we have to be in the word and in conversation with God because coming up with all this on our own, like it's still good to think through, but if God isn't informing those decisions and we aren't allowing him that space of surrender to change our insides, then no matter how hard we try, it really comes back to the behavior modification thing that um, we might do okay for a little bit, but ultimately if, if the posture of our hearts doesn't change, then the things we're doing aren't going to change. And in fact, we'll probably get worse. 
um, because we'll try and strive to keep changing them on our own. Um, But we just don't have that kind of power in us to, like, on our own, our own power to change those things. But, um, yeah, I just so encourage, like, to just constantly be taking time in God's word and listening to his voice and seeking his heart and wise counsel. Like definitely have people who are speaking into your life. Have have other people you look up to um, and either ask God why you're drawn to that person and that thing they're doing, whether it's as a parent or as a mentor or as a person doing this thing. Like, what is it about that person that you're drawn to? Is it a joy or a freedom or a, a gentility or a generosity? Um, and whether that person becomes a direct mentor, I think looking at people around us that we're drawn to can actually show us something about um, something that means a lot to us, maybe, or even just to humanity, like. People are really drawn to free people, people who don't care what other people think, who feel comfortable in themselves. Like, And why? Because I think a lot of us long for that because there's not um, unspoken and unmet expectations sitting in the room between two people. Like, am I going to say or do the wrong thing? Well, they don't really care because they're free. Like, They're going to sit there and listen well and love me and we can have fun, but then like, there's no... I'm in this room trying to make something work or make some someone feel good about themselves like you're just you. And so I think people are drawn, if we're talking specifically about parenting, to certain kinds of parents as well, when there's like peace and a non-anxious presence and a calmness in the midst of chaos and, and loud noises and confusion. And um, when kids are yelling, not that the parents like keep escalating and getting louder and louder on top of the kiddos so that it just becomes the natural like progression of your life to be like loud and interrupting each other and whatnot. So I think there's just certain things that you are naturally going to like witness that you're drawn to that can speak into those spaces too. Like, wow, there's so much peace here and I don't have that. Why? It's the underlying question again. Like, why don't I have that peace? Um, I think it's just so much about our heart and what we're focusing and feasting on. And if we're feasting on Jesus and his word, he'll automatically begin to reveal those things to us. It might take a long time, but I think when we're willing, like when we seek him, we will find him. When our hearts are open to him, like shifting things inside of us and and molding things, he'll do that. Um, yeah, being a parent is the most humbling thing I've ever done in my life. Shows me all the time how small and broken I am. I'm very selfish. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, one thing I just wanted to say, because I know you weren't saying this, so I didn't want people to hear this, was that like um, loud, being loud is not um, a bad thing necessarily. Um, like when you're talking about the escalating the noise, mm-hmm. right? Like um, because I've been in situations where like there might be kind of chaos where um, parents are fine with their kids running free and being loud and playing games and being loud playing games um, in their house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but the parents are totally at peace. Like the parents right, are stable. Right. Where it's like, no, this is a part of the culture that we're okay with. Um, and that's where I think um, not being envious of other 
parents' personalities. Mm. It is something to to admire and to take on healthy habits and healthy things because that's the goal is we all want to be healthy parents. But I don't want to be, just like I don't want to have somebody else's gifts, I want to love the gifts that God's given me and embrace who he's made me to be. I don't want to be envious of other people because then I'll just have... Uh, gift envy and just try to be someone that I'm not and it, it won't feel like me anytime I do those things I think the same thing's true with parenting we want to take healthy habits and rhythms and things that we value and appreciate from other people and learn from them um, but personality wise it's okay yeah. to have your own personality like I can value someone who loves doing something with their kids and that's something that they find really important I might really not like that thing whatever it is um, but what's the intentionality or what's the priority that I'm doing that's similar to that, but it might not be that same thing. Right. Um, yeah. And so making sure that you're truly living into the personality, the way God created you and wired you as a parent, even mm-hmm. when you're learning from other parents, that you're not just trying to put on, um, that you're not trying to put on their skin, right. so to speak, and become like them, but that you are learning from the the health that they have and applying that to your life so that you can be a healthy parent. Yeah. That's good. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Yep. What else you got? Mm. I think just all the grace and again, not in a justification sort of way, but truly in a, being a human is hard. Being a parent is really hard. Learning to die to yourself when you have kids is completely different than any other relationship, at least in my experience. They need you unlike any other person in your life has needed you. Um, you literally have to keep them alive. And every kid is different, so every parent's experience is different, I'm sure, but at least in my story, like dying to myself with my kids has been so incredible in transforming me and teaching me to truly serve and to simplify what it is I think about life or Mm. what I believe or it highlights the things I'm not doing well in a good way in the sense of like, wow, I'm I'm just rushing around a lot and I'm Mm. constantly rushing my kids. Why? Like, am I actually behind on things? If I'm actually always behind on, like, getting somewhere in time, what is that saying? Like, what Mm. am I trying to do? Or is it just that I have two little kids and this happens less now, but almost always before we leave, someone poops and then you've got to change it, you know? I remember that season. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally like, all right, now we're going to be late. Um, Or is it like a... Yeah, I just... All the grace, knowing that we Mm. still have a lot to learn in every season. We're going to have a ton to learn. Having grace when you recognize you are doing things the way your parents did that weren't healthy. Knowing like God has grace with that and just asking him to speak to you about it. Um, Because I really think that there's so much... There's so much we want to do really well, but we also want to do it well really fast and like just mm-hmm. have it together and figure it out. And which I was gonna say, patience. Yeah. Because you're unlearning and relearning things that were ingrained in you, mm-hmm. and so having the patience to give it time. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I'm no, just... it's okay. Um, and some of those things we just can't see sometimes. Yeah. 
And then when you see it, you're like, oh, come on, I was doing that. But there's just, there's a God that's bigger than us, and he has our kids. And he can protect their hearts and minds from us. Um, That there are still consequences for my actions, and they affect and infect my kids. But I, I just encourage you to accept God's grace no matter where you are, no matter what part of your life we're speaking to you in. Like, kids or not, accept his grace. Live live in that space where there's freedom to be, to mess up because his grace covers that while surrendering yourself to him so he can draw you deeper and he can transform and, and prune things off of us um, because we don't have to be there now. Like, we won't be. We're going to always be growing and learning. And having grace and patience with yourself, then, like, as you accept that, it fills your cup. Well, God fills your cup, but then you can more easily give that out, like, mm. to your kids. Because you're not expecting them to be yeah. perfect and listening all the time because they're three, Haley. Like, this is this is a part of being three. Like, you... Is it, though? Uh, yeah. I was okay. talking to a mom today where I was, like, laughing. So I was like, oh, that's normal. Like the repetitive question every five seconds yeah. where she was like, my daughter was asking me for strawberries. And so I got her some strawberries and I'm literally cutting them up. And she's like, can I have strawberries? Literally doing it right now. Can I have strawberries? Yep. Getting them right now. Can I have strawberries? Like, wow. Thalia does that all the time. And it irritates me because mm-hmm. repetition irritates me. So it has to be like a, you're three. You just need to know that you're heard and you need to know that like when you ask a question and I answer it, that you have to learn to listen to my answer. You need to learn how to wait. So even me telling you like it's coming is me teaching her waiting. Like yeah. to her, five seconds feels like 10 years. <laughs> to me, it feels like why are we just had this conversation. Um, but I think there's, there's something to the fact we cannot remember what it's like to be that little, at mm-hmm. least to that extent. And yeah. it can be really irritating. But God talks about being a kid in the kingdom all the time. There's so much to learn from them mm. about the simplicity of just straight up trust, like trusting that you can ask all the questions, that you can ask for anything and that your parents will give it to you, even if they say no. Like you're just trusting, like, can I have six cookies? <laughs> Which is what Lacey asked when I was over there today. Can I have five cookies? Her mom's like, usually you barter. You don't, you don't usually start there. And she goes, can I have seven cookies? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, you can have no cookies. But it was just a really beautiful picture of, like, Lacey literally was like, can I have five cookies, please? Like, just expecting mm. there to a be a yes there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and God wants that same kind of trust from us because mm. he cares for us. Like, God, like, I, I trust you. I'm here. I can be annoying and ask questions. And I've realized that, too. I just, I get so annoyed at my toddler who does things that I still do with mm. God. At 31, like asking the same You're question. You're 31? I sure am. Old. I know. But there's just the the grace in recognizing that we're all human, including them. They're little humans and they need reassurance and they need a lot of security and they need a lot of repetition to know that they're safe, yeah. um, to know that they're okay and that they're loved and that they're not an interruption. So... Just remember the Holy Spirit fills you when you've accepted Christ as your Savior. 
And he gives you literally all that you need. He literally fills you with the patience you need and then gives you the power to use it. It does not always feel that way. And sometimes that patience might just look like keeping your mouth shut and walking away. Um, so I just encourage, like, just press into the Holy Spirit, like, leading you in each moment. I, I was just praying this morning where I was like, God, I don't know how to parent this. Like, season and phase with Athelia, I literally don't know what to do. I just feel like I'm taking privileges away all the time, but I don't want to just be a parent that's punishing. Like, I want there to be intention and reason behind what I'm doing and not just, like, this is my reaction because this is what I do. Like, how do I love her well right now? How do I parent her? And the thing is, like, there was silence. I was like, okay. So just in each moment, I try to press into what it is I need to do for Athelia. And that's because, like, Higgins just set a stage. He doesn't have a ton of behavioral issues, um, which I'm grateful for. But there's there's also something to... Um, Back to the comparison note, there are going to be a lot of people who have a lot of ideas for how you should parent your kids. And some of them are really good. But heed the spirit before you listen to anybody else, I would just say. Because there are sometimes people give me advice for Athelia that, like, I really appreciate. I really do appreciate you trying to help. But, like, my spirit is telling me I need to do this. Because that's what Athelia needs. And I know Athelia better than anybody else besides you. Um... But And sometimes people give me advice, and I'm like, that's really great advice. But sometimes it's just people love you and they want to help. But truly just press in because God will show you how to raise your kid in the way that they should go. Because he knows them even better than we do. So there are moments that it, I think people think I might be crazy when I'm doing X, Y, and Z. But it's just what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Like, And I'm, I'm sure I'm not always right in how I'm doing that. Um, but... That's just been huge because I, there are times I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to do this thing, whatever it is that I just feel impressed upon me. And it actually helps to like deescalate the situation or to like meet her where she is in a way that Haley naturally wouldn't. Mm. Like maybe another parent would have done that immediately. Yeah. But I just in my bent to be irrational or impatient or frustrated, I would have chosen something else. So I just needed God to like quiet my heart. So that that's an encouragement too. like. Every kid is different, and it's okay that every kid is different if your kid isn't like other kids. So, yeah. And if if I may, if there's any single parents listening, so much respect. Yeah. So much respect. That's crazy Truly. hard. Crazy hard. So keep going. Keep going. It'll be worth it. Yeah. And just make sure you're plugged into a village. Lots of help. People that love you and your kids that can pour in and mentor, disciple, encourage, empower. Because you don't have to do it on your own. Whether you're a single parent or parenting with a spouse or or you're single and you don't have any kids. Like, or you're married and don't have kids. Like, villages are just important. If I'm you're just, a person, why don't we just say that? If you're a thanks. human being who's currently breathing. I feel really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, no, for real, just being in a village is is just super important. And if, even if you don't have kids, like, I know there are people who are listening to this who pour into kids all the time. Yeah. Like, you are needed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. We, our kids look up to other people. Yeah. Sometimes more than us. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of value in what you offer mm-hmm. and and how you love and how you 
how you point kids to Jesus and how you point kids to treating their parents well. Because mm-hmm. it can sometimes be powerful when someone else in the room is like, you shouldn't talk to your mom that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just heed the spirit as well with the kiddos you pour into. And research actually shows that, like, for a kid to own their faith in Jesus, it usually takes seven adults who love Jesus pouring into them. Mm-hmm. So, like, she can be one of those people. Or if you're a parent, try to encourage those relationships. Um, I know yeah. sometimes it can be easy to want to control everything. <laughs> be like, no, I don't want other people to say things that I don't want them to say to my kid or whatnot. But, like, they need other healthy influences who love jesus pouring into them too so yeah cool any of the last thoughts i did have one till oh. you asked that and then i forgot what it was uh. Uh, oh i would just say also as your as your kids grow up you can begin having this conversation when they're little ask them if there's anything they want to say to you mm-hmm. like let them speak into your parenting or in, into the way that the home is run that doesn't mean you heed everything they say with an absolute yes we'll do that but it shows them that you care about what it is they have to say. Yeah. And our kids can see things we can't see sometimes, mm. even in ourselves, even when they're little. Like, there was one day a couple weeks ago, Thalia was like, you're always saying no. She was so angry. And she was right. Like, that day, it was just immediate out of my mouth. Like, nope, nope, mm. can't do that. And some of the stuff really was like, no, you, you literally can't grab that knife and cut <laughs> the box open. Like, that would be not smart. But there are other things that I was just naturally saying no to because I was trying to keep the mess in a controlled state, you know? Like, if I let you do X, Y, and Z, that's going to be a mess. Like, she could see that, and I didn't. I couldn't even see it, and it was frustrating to her. Yeah. Um, so just, it's okay to listen to your kids, to let yeah. them have input, to talk back with them and say, like, oh, man, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Like, I really value what it is you have to say. Um because that can inform us of some things that we might not see otherwise because yeah. our kids are the ones being parented. They also might be very biased because they might just want to eat all the chocolate. Like, oh, Mom, I would really appreciate it if you let me eat all the candy. That would be a failure thing. Can I have all the pink candy? No. Because I love you. But, like, that would be valuable in her mind. So, obviously, there are boundaries. But I just really think that giving them space provides... A foundation from the beginning where where they get to speak and then you'll be a safe place as they grow up because mm-hmm. they'll they'll know you'll listen even if we don't agree yeah. um it can be a, a safe place to have conversation so yep that was my last thought cool. and scene end of thought well thanks everybody for joining us this week for <laughs> spiritual side note yeah, it's been so good um yeah i love having these conversations with you so thanks for sitting down and chatting tonight yep very cool should we like come up with like a long list of um, possible reactions to listening to spiritual side note, like all the commercials for, you know, medis- yeah. medication and stuff? Like, if you listen to spiritual side note, you might Fall enjoy side effects of yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> all those different things. <laughs> Anyways, we hope you all have a good week, yeah, and we'll bye. talk to you soon.